welcome to Buy Back The Block series, where we talk everything real estate and investment. We believe in empowering those in our communities to take pride in where they live and to share stories of journeys traveled and their successes. Every journey is unique, but also important as it provides an opportunity for those in the community to learn and progress through the experiences of others. There is infinite power that exists through collectively working together. Ramon Williams has lived a varied life that is driven by passion and a desire to create. Spending his time between growing up in Nottingham, England and spells in Central America, he has been one to rise to the challenges that life presents. As a MOBO-nominated recording artist, teacher of modern foreign languages and property investor, we sit down with Ramon to see how he got into property and how he has created an environment conducive for investment, given his current circumstance. In his view of working and getting to where he needs to be, having a support system that works for you and sacrifice that is needed to get from point A to B. I believe his life is a culmination of small progressive steps that can all be taken by beginners and seasoned investors. The importance of having a larger, bigger plan and of working with people who share the same belief that you do by way of learning and honing skills. Understanding delays in a process are not denials, but just temporary stumbling blocks, not surmountable with thought and action. We learn of Ramon's story and ask him to tell us in his own words. So who are you, Ramon Williams? Hi there, so my name is Ramon Williams. Uh, wear many hats, so from being father of two, husband of one, um, I'm a qualified teacher of modern foreign languages, singer-songwriter toured you know, Europe and, and, and the Americas and, and released studio albums nominated for a MOBO um, and currently, presently, I'm a property investor, uh, founding director of Yard Capital Limited, based wow. here in the East Midlands. So it's uh, busy, to say the least. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about all the things that I do, and I'm grateful to have the energy and the strength to do all those things and, and leverage my time in different ways to do them efficiently. Wow. Okay. So it seems like you're very much um, you're very much a busy man. Um, you seem to. I mean, as you rightly said, have your hand in many pies. Family yeah. man at that seems to have a bit of community feel to it, and you're um, sure. and you're definitely someone who's into who's into property. So, is it a case? Yeah, sure. I mean, what sort of family did you grow up in? Yeah, so I grew up in a household with mum and dad, uh, younger sister. Um, so there's, there's exactly thirteen months between myself and my sister, um, and yeah, we grew up with great values, great morals brought up in a Christian home. Now, just taught to love people, love God, do your best in life type thing. Um, and there was always a spirit of, or as it were, a desire for, you know, getting into entrepreneurial things and always being successful, always striving for more. Um, the kind of pressure of, you know, going to uni and only, you know, striving to be either a doctor or a lawyer um, mm. was definitely present in my household. At the same time, my parents always had this ethos of no matter what you choose to do, we will back you 110%. So having that guarantee from my parents of their backing and their support has always propelled me to ultimately strive to, to be great at anything that I touch my hand to, you know. Excellent, excellent. So it seems like, um, so you had the background of your family and everything that you did. Um, sure. By way of, um, I mean, it seems like you've done quite a few things. Um, is yeah. there an entrepreneurial spirit that exists within your household or were your parents uh, business people or anything? Yeah, that's a really, really good question, actually. And it's totally true if I talked to my dad about this a couple of days ago. Um, because I was literally scratching my head trying to think of different people in our family, you know, extended family that were, entrepreneurial that have owned a business. So I knew that my parents hadn't, um, but I couldn't, have, you know, it didn't happen upon anybody. But then it struck me that my late grandfather, who died uh, about a year ago now, mm -hmm. um, he was extremely entrepreneurial. So he owned multiple businesses in his lifetime from owning a burger van. He also had an ice cream van. 
um, you know, he'd make his own ice cream and then he'd sell it. Mm. At the same time, he had uh, an allotment where he'd grow his own organic food. He would then take that food that he'd grown and reap, um, sell it at car boot sales on the market. Mm. Um, he lived alone in his own property that he owned in Somerset, uh, a three-bedroom property. In fact, it was four-bedroom at the time. So mm. he rented out the other three rooms to lodgers. Right. So talk about multiple streams of income, you know. And as a kid growing up, you don't really appreciate it. You just take it for granted that that's what granddad does. You yeah. know? Um, I look back now and I see an absolute bona fide hustler, you know, that was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was all about finding ways to leverage his expertise, leverage his knowledge, his time to bring that cash flow into his property. And he was self-sustained, you know. He was, right. he, he bought, I think, about two or three properties wow. in his time here in the UK. Um, you know, pay them off in cash uh, full you wow. know, from, from money that he saved up from properties and paying off his mortgage. And, um, it, it's, it's a great feat. So although growing up, I wouldn't really look at that. I think, oh, I want to be just like Glenda. I look back now uh, with, with more wisdom, mm-hmm. I guess kind of in his footsteps. And uh, I marvel I marvel what he's done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that as a, as a child, you look at it, but you don't, you don't really understand it. But then right, you, right. When, when you grow up and then you're in you're you're in a work environment and, and trying to put exactly. your your two pieces together to make it work, right. you realise mm-hmm. how difficult mm-hmm. it can be for um, people. Oh yeah, um, yeah for sure. And yeah, definitely yeah. definitely appre- appreciate uh, the work that's been yeah. that's been laid before us. Um, so, yeah, so, so, so 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 by way of heritage, what, what's your heritage? Yeah, so I I love to describe myself or identify myself as. Uh, a second generation British born Jamaican yeah so my father he was born in Jamaica Clarendon Jamaica Mm -hmm. Um, my mother was born here in the UK but all of my grandparents both paternal and maternal are from Jamaica from Kingston Clarendon and then other areas of of Jamaica so in terms of direct heritage yeah I trace my heritage straight back to Jamaica um in terms of our diversity within our family, so on my mother's side, we are actually a mixture of black Jamaican and also black Scottish. Uh, sorry, Jamaican Scottish. Apologies, okay. and and also Cuban. And then on my father, on on that's the maternal side, and on the paternal side of my my mother, um, my grandfather is Jamaican Chinese. So oh, wow, okay, yeah, it's it's really strange because that that is emblematic of Caribbean and, and Latin culture, that part of the world is yeah, very diverse. Definitely. You know, um, sadly, we, we don't have much contact with the other side of the family. So we, we very much have always identified as, as black Caribbean people. Yeah. Um, but we don't have any contact with our Chinese relatives or our mm. you know Scottish relatives. It's kind of, we've kind of lost touch over, I guess, over the centuries. Um, oh, okay. But um, but yeah, so I don't find as as an Afro Caribbean individual, mm-hmm. um, very much seeing my legacy in the here and now, and that that comes after me, rooted deeply in what came before me and who came before me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, uh, it's a it's a big deal, and understanding that you know, going back to my granddad, like he and all of my grandparents, as part of that Windrush generation coming to this country and <laughs> coming <laughs> here having been sold a dream. You know, exactly. come to the motherland and help me build the country after the war and come and do something great. And they arrive here and they're treated like muck. Yeah. You know? right. And, but despite that, this is the beauty of it for me that despite that, they still rose, you know, amidst the ashes and Absolutely. they still bought property. They still found ways, uh, in, in, in Jamaican culture, we call it partner. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and I think we also call it susu in some parts yeah, of the yeah. country, which also comes from West Africa. Yeah, yeah, you know, susu. the same expression, yeah, susu, right? Yeah, um, it's interesting because susu in in Jamaican Creole means like chattel or gossip, you know. Oh, serious. Um I don't know what it means in in in. Does it have a meaning in Ghana? Yeah, I mean to be honest, it's, 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 basically we got these um we, we call them susu schemes. And uh-huh. what it is is uh, is where they collectively save together to to Correct. invest. Yeah. So 
Um, and everyone takes their hands out every month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think, mm-hmm. some, some, to be honest, I, I think it, the, 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 the closest we would relate it to in English would be like a cooperative you know, um, so they all, so yeah. they all, they, they, everyone collectively invests into it, and at some point in yeah. time they'll get money. If they need a loan out, they can use that scheme, or Correct. you know, yeah. it's it's basically that collectively enfranchising people to be For able sure. to progress and you know, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and move forward. But yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. so you, yeah, yeah. So you know, you have your banker and whatnot, and someone that will coordinate that. Yeah. But I, I bring that up just to say that that was a major part in them being able to actually finance, you know, buying cars and buying houses and yeah. You know, at a time when banks wouldn't lend to them, you know, um, financing my granddad's business so he can get it off the ground, multiple businesses, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it just shows the ingenuity of of our community, uh, despite being dealt a very raw card, yeah. still, you know, being able to bounce back and, and make something of their life. So the most successful people I know and will always credit are my grandparents, you know, they came here looking for a better life and they didn't, you know, if I'm honest, I don't think my grandparents have ever experienced or lived that, that, that ultimate vision that they had in their mind of the life they thought they were coming to. Yeah. But um, I'm very sure that as their grandchild, as their grandson, I am certainly living what they thought they were coming to. You know, I'm, yeah. I am their, I'm their success story. You know? no. no, I completely, I completely get that. I mean, w- one thing that you mentioned about, um, the partnering and no, say partner scheme and um, the mm-hmm. Susu uh, scheme by which um, you know people were able to come together and invest together and do things together in today's mm-hmm. in today's world. I mean, what's what's your view around how the black community is able to rally um, behind and invest in things collectively? In in mm-hmm. in my in my view, I've I've sort of had issues around that in the sense of I don't think that we do mm-hmm. it. Well, I, the younger generation doesn't seem to do it as much it seems to be very independent mm. um in the yeah. way in which people operate but i mean i'm very yeah. much for you know collectively doing stuff together yeah. i mean I, i'm a member yeah. of a savings club that sure. or, 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 the truth of the matter is and i say this to a lot of people <laughs> um you could possibly do a lot of uh, things by yourself but if you really mm-hmm. want to go the distance and last that's there it you, you need to go with people yeah. um because yeah, you can't know you can't know everything and, um, yeah. and 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 to be honest, if you go with more people, there are people who mm. have certain skills that you, as an individual, might not have that ability to see. Mm-hmm. So, so what's yeah, what's what's, sure. what's your what's your view around um, around the younger generation and the ability to access and yeah. work together by way of finance and shared vision? Yeah, that's a brilliant question, Trev. I think that ultimately, yeah, as the saying goes, if you want to go fast, go alone, and if you want to go far, go yeah. together. You know. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that when the faster you go, the quicker you burn out. I used yeah. to run the hundred meter sprint. Um, and the fastest time I ever got was about 11 seconds. Mm. But if you ask me to run that same distance, another hundred meters, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to fall flat out on my face. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, cause you, you run out of resource, don't you? And I yeah. think ultimately doing things by yourself, like you said, there are things that you won't know. There are contacts you won't have. Uh, and that will limit how much you will ultimately be able to do further along down the line. Um, I can I can relate to what you're saying in terms of me and my journey in property investing mm-hmm. and trying to reach out to other individuals of my peer group, similar age, similar generation, and, and say, hey, guys, look, did you know that we can do this? This is how it works. Like, let's jump on board. Like, let's work together. And... Mm-hmm. Like you said, I'm often met with that same kind of attitude of, oh, yeah, it sounds great, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to set up my own thing for now, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's that reluctancy. Um, whereas, like you said, my grandparents' generation, I, I wonder if it's because a lot of them came over together and they had no one else, so yeah. they had to lean on each other, I wonder, mm-hmm. that they, they, they um almost forced to build together and, and, and like you say, collectively save and, yeah. And, and buy things together. So, you know, my, my mother was born into a household where in the same house lived, uh, I don't know, two or three other families. Wow. You know, yeah, one one above, one below in one one house, you know, a family on each floor. Yeah. Um, they had to buy houses that way and they had to you know, rent houses that way because that's yeah. all they could afford. 
So I, I, I'm not sure what it is or why it is that our generation is this way. Um, but by and large, I feel that our generation or, or more you know, younger generations are far more focused on the here and now yeah, um, than they are um, about longevity and, and wealth building. Yeah. So if you speak to the average kid on the block and you talk to him about, or, you know, someone 16, 17 years old, talk to them about what they want to do in life. And I'm not, I don't want to overgeneralize, but for the most part, you're going to get a response of, oh, I either want to be an artist or I want to have nice clothes. I want to have a nice car. Mm. In my opinion, things which are justifiable, but they are very much short, short, you know, they're, they're not, it's not long, mm. it's, it's short term, it's kind of, it's stuff which isn't going to last. But yeah. I wonder, I, I speak to my granddad as a young individual. Um, I remember telling him I was saving for a car. I just finished college. I was about 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And he, he, in his sick Jamaican accent, he said, you want, you want to buy a car? You know? <laughs> and I said, yeah, granddad, you know, I need to get some age. And he said, no, man. You can't live in a car. You have to buy a house. <laughs> you want to buy a house, Ramon. You know, and I remember thinking to myself, you know what? In hindsight, he has he has so much wisdom. Yeah. If I'd have put my energy into buying a house and saving up to buy a house, I could have had a house by twenty. You know, no doubt. Um, instead, I bought I bought my first house at what twenty six. You mm. know, so um, it's mentality, and I think the come up is different, and the goals are different. Yeah. And if we have children, so. The school that I work in, I, I do my best to educate them on that long-term wealth generation sure, as yeah. opposed to buying a nice watch or having nice clothes. I, I show them images of really actual, really wealthy people. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't know it by what they're wearing yeah. and often by the car that they drive, you know. Absolutely. But you show them, you show them an artist or footballer, uh, whoever that's, that's not necessarily on, on a, a billion a billionaire salary and they're splashing money in the few years it's fun you know they've, they've burnt their they've burnt through their their wealth in that sense so um so I think it comes down to education ultimately financial mm. education I think the more of us in our community um whether it all be at the black community or the young next generation community the more of us that are educated financially I think naturally hopefully the more of us will see the value in venturing together um, to grow projects and to grow, grow well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was funny because I was having a discussion with with somebody else around. I mean, people every day people are coming um, with ideas around potential investment opportunities and things they can they can collectively mm. do. Um, and okay. I, and, I, and and my question, the same question I asked you, was the same question that I was thinking to myself around. Why is it that in our community? I don't know if it's suspicion or yeah. if they feel that we can't work together on, on, on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know if, if, if maybe, maybe, maybe when we sell these, these, these ideas, we don't have the, 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 the necessary structures. But I think that, like, even I, I, again, I was, this was something else that I was saying. I was saying that, look, I, w- I would love to put together um some sort of event where um it would show people within our community how to sell ideas or um, Mm. investment opportunities to people because okay i'll I'll give an example so someone can so i've had somebody come to me and say to me hey listen Mm. i've got this great fantastic idea we can we can buy this house and um Mm. and um and, and renovate it and then we can sell it on and then you're like, yeah, that's okay. That's a great idea. What you're saying, so it's, I mean, great property or whatever. But then you ask yourselves, okay, then. So in what capacity do you want me to actually get involved in this? Am I just investing? Mm-hmm. Hey, what am I securing mm-hmm. my money against? If this thing goes right. belly out, where do I get my money back from? You know, sure, and it's sure. those sort, uh-huh. and it's those sorts of questions that when you take a look under yeah. under the hood, that's when they mm. sort of fell. Um, yeah. by way of people plate. working together. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure, if, if you're selling something in any form or fashion, you need to make sure that you've got those, you've got the answers yeah. to those questions. Brilliant, um, brilliant. Because, yeah. Yeah, because, because ordinarily, um, if I'm giving my money to somebody, I want to make sure that I get my money back or that it's secured against something. Unfortunately, 100%. unfortunately, 
people have been known to to run away and that's not just something that's within our community that's just in general yeah i've heard, of, true. I've heard of quite true. a few uh, situations like that where people have mm. gone into business together and one of the partners has just decided to to, to bolt it's a nightmare you know yeah that's a you nightmare know? yeah so, i can only imagine yeah it's, yeah you, you're, you're so right i think that going back to what you said about suspicion i think that uh it's 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 long been said within our community uh, and i don't know if it's a narrative which is still as alive today as it once was or mm-hmm. if it you know if it if it uh, is indeed um but this idea of you know people in the black community they trust each other and they they're very the expression we use i use so many expressions which i'm not sure if they are jamaicanisms or if they're actually standard english but they can be very grudgeful is a term that we use yeah. or you know kind of not wanting to see each other success or jealous or whatever yeah. now that that is definitely not everybody but i definitely believe there's an element of distrust yeah um amongst us uh within our community where i could present something to them and then my white counterpart could do the same thing yeah. and they would hear what the white individual was, individual was saying. It would just come different, you know? Yeah, um, so, so I, I, I feel you on that point. And then the next point, I think is definitely the education of, of how to pitch yeah. a deal or how yeah. to pitch an idea. Um, I've been binge watching like crazy shark tank, yeah. uh, the American yeah. version of Dragon's Den. Um, and what I do is I analyze not only how people are pitching, but more importantly, the critique that they receive from the sharks, you know, yeah, yeah. and the kind of questions they're asking in terms of the numbers and net profit and turnover and projections and trying to get my head around it so that when someone asks me about Yard Capital and, you know, what we're about and what we're doing and what this deal is, and I'm able to come with something of substance, hopefully, um, yeah. To put their to put their natural doubts uh, to rest or at ease, because I think it's important to have that doubt, which is you know that survival, which is you know stopping us from flushing money down the toilet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's good to have that, but I think once you've had those doubts met with really good solid numbers and really good solid uh, evidence, just kind of give it a chance yeah. and, and give it a go, which is a risk. Um, profile, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's something that we definitely, our community definitely needs to grow in that collectively. We have a lot of wealthy individuals, you know, yeah. black wealthy individuals, but as a people, we are we're not rising in that same respect. Um, there's, there's a disparity here for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and yeah. another thing, another thing that I question is whether or not we're doing enough for the generation behind us. Um, mm. By way of yeah. um, you know preparing them, I mean, yeah. I mean, you work with children. You, I mean, uh, yeah, young and yeah. young adults. I'm sure. I mean, let's face it. A lot of the time, you, you, it's 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 a war of the um, of the ages. By way yeah, of yeah. you trying to you trying to speak and not trying to come across like someone's dad or um, yeah. someone who's not <laughs> hip to this to, to to what is actually yeah. going on. But along it's the so same true. lines too, you also want to. You want to impart some knowledge that you've learned along the way, um, yeah. in, 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 yeah. in your journey, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and 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 to be honest, even the the journeys in which we take are going to be slightly different from what they're what, what, and what they're doing because there's new technology, yeah, sure. there's new there's new journeys that people are taking. People are making money online that that previously yeah, was yeah. never open to us, you know. So very it's trying true, it's trying true. it's trying to get it's trying to get that trying to get that balance right by way of. Uh, by yeah. way of um, you know uh, education, um, but at the same time, um, um, not coming across too too pushy yeah. at that. I agree. Yeah. I agree, and I think it's about, like you said, in terms of education. If you look at education over the tw- past twenty years, I remember listening to an audio book whilst I was on my way to work yeah. in January. Actually, I was working in a neighbouring city, mm-hmm. and I'm on the motorway, and the individual said that the education industry along with the construction industry is one of the uh, one of the two main industries in the UK that have seen the least change over the past I think it was 20 to 30 years mm-hmm. um, in terms of the way in which education is delivered it's still very prescriptive it's still very much you sit I talk you listen you write yeah. type thing um, and different schools different pockets of areas are trying more innovative ways to educate 
But making mm. education real, I think, especially financial education, is going to be the key to unlocking pupils' minds. So something that I've been testing at school is you know, talking to kids, telling them exactly what I'm doing. They, they see me arriving to school on my bike and they ask me, so where, where's your car gone? You know, mm. I told them, oh, I sold my car, you know. What? Why would you sell your car for? Mm. Again, it's a nice car, but they, they don't understand that. Why would you sell a nice car? Well, I sold my car because ultimately, guys, I'm trying to, I'm trying to buy houses. Mm. So again, they, they're cogging their minds are doing double time. So why would you sell a nice, a nice car to buy bricks and mortar type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so then you start to open up their minds to understand the possibilities. Well, children, I can buy this property and then I can make £300 a month profit on the property. If I've got 10 of those properties, yeah. I can make three grand a month passively, you know, yeah. coming into my account. I can still even work here with you guys and I've still got three grand coming in, you know. Exactly. And then, again, they start to understand. So then what I decided to do, I decided to play Monopoly with them and um, it was, <laughs> I don't know if it was a good idea or a bad idea because it meant that lunchtime, I, my time was locked off, you know. <laughs> Monopoly, virtually on the computer with the kids for 30 minutes non-stop mm. but they really started to understand that it's not about splashing money but it's about being strategic it's about getting the properties that are going to give the best return on money and mm-hmm. starting to drop in little terms and what I found was through my own relating to them with aspects of my life and my goals financially um, I was then able to teach them some key principles which if I just stood up at the front of the class and just told them, guys, it's not about buying liabilities, it's about buying assets and mm-hmm. cash flow, it's just going to go in there. and out. Yeah, going to be completely. They, they, they need to see it real. Um, so I wonder if the future of, especially with our community, of educating pupils um, financially is going to be in that. But they need to start seeing it because when I speak to really good friends of mine, dear friends of mine from the Asian community, uh, really good friends and family from the white community. They've, a lot of them have seen that in their family's generations. Right. You know, yeah. they, they've had businesses and houses like handed down to them yeah. from their great grandparents um, in this country. So yeah. it's kind of a lot of people within our community now, we haven't, I haven't seen that. No, you know, um, my dad didn't see that and his dad didn't see that. And here's that. We can keep going back, at least myself, and say that we haven't seen that. But I think when we start to reveal and share and grow those possibilities and then start to actually share the outcomes, it just makes it more real and, yeah. and more, more achievable, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, let me, so let me ask this question. I don't think I've actually asked this in this interview. Where, how, did you sure. actually, how did you actually get into property? Yeah, it's an interesting one, you know. It wasn't, I didn't get into property by way of saying I want to get into, I want to get into property, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, in, in a way, it started off when we purchased our first property, my wife and I, mm-hmm. in 2018. It's a three-bedroom uh, end terrace property. And um, we had recently moved back into the country. So we were living in, in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Since 2016, we moved back over. Sorry, 2015. We moved back over to the UK, and during that time, began looking for properties while saving. And I wanted a new build property. My wife Diana wanted a project. So what's common in Costa Rica and other parts of the world, Caribbean, Africa, you build your own property, right? So you put your own stamp on on the property that, that is then going to be your home. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just like, listen. <laughs> I just want to go into a property that's ready, everything is nice, and I can chill. But Diana's like, no, nah, we need to find something that we can make our own. So we, we're looking at a number of different properties, and we come across the one that we now currently live in. And um, it was not a slightly place at all. It was very, very run down. It was smelly, cat hair, smoke, just everything on the walls. It was horrible. Um, so I'm walking in and I'm cringing and I'm itching. Deanna's walking in and she's got love hearts in her eyes. Like she's head over heels in love with the property. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided, yep, yeah, so what we're going to go for. I hustled and haggled with the vendor. We managed to get about six 
grand off, so the asking price was 80. We got six grand off, ended up purchasing for 74. Spent around 10K on the property. And just before lockdown of this year, we had it revalued at 110,000 wow. pounds. So we were, we were able to then take out, you know, a nice size of sum to start off with yeah. our property investing. But during that time, so about a year ago, I really started to go through some issues at work with the management at work and just, just really, you know, a lot of unjust things were happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm an individual that will show you the utmost respect, but I will also let you know when I'm not very happy mm-hmm. and I'll communicate that and articulate myself well. And some people welcome that and other people, they don't want that and they haven't got time for that. So I was working in a place that didn't have time for that and they made my, my life really difficult. Mm-hmm. So it was a really low point, actually, around about last year, September, August time, and sorry, November time. And I just got to the end of my term and I said, you know what? I can't live like this. Um, I need to find something that I love doing that also supports my family and I, and, and we're able to have the kind of lifestyle that we want. And I started to look into property, started to look into different strategies, binge-watched, I don't know, a gazillion hours of YouTube videos from <laughs> a number of different people. <laughs> Excuse me. Soon realized that I had to, this, you know, between the, the we and the, I don't know what the expression is, the we and the, the chaff, mm. and understand what is good and what is just yeah. <laughs> Um But it, it really, really helped me to get an understanding of the actual mechanism of investing, the mechanism of, mechanism of economics, property, yields, ROIs, etc. Uh, and then I linked up with a local investor from Nottingham, an individual called Luigi Newton of Ellen Capital. When we went to school together, he was a couple of years below me and I actually mentored him. Uh, but now he was mentoring me uh, oh. in property. So he owns several HMOs, a really good portfolio. And for about six months or so, I was just under his wing, shadowing him, going to different viewings, going to different sites where he was refurbing properties, mm-hmm. calling him, texting him at all hours of <laughs> of the morning, of the <laughs> night, you know, to understand how things work. Yeah. And then I got to the stage where I was like, I'm just going to set sail. You know? yeah. I'm just going to jump in. I'm not going to spend a year, two, three years. I'm not going to spend £10,000 on mentoring that's not for me yeah. like I'm, I'm I'm gonna get my knowledge I'm gonna read books I'm gonna speak to people that are doing what I want to do and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do it you know so I um, set up your capital in November of 2019 and yeah since then we've managed to get one deal which we're hoping to close on in a few weeks time okay and currently you know eagerly sourcing trying to sort our second and deal for this year. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's kind of the introduction to the yeah. where and how ended up getting into property. You know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you say that. Um, so you were you were shadowing someone for a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, how, how important do you think it is to actually have people around you who are at different points in the journey, in the case of property, um, in helping that's you to direct cool. um, your next steps. In, 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 in the property field? I think it's key. So going back to what we said earlier about you can't be what you can't see, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately. So if you don't see any examples of, of kind of where you want to go mm-hmm. in the short and long term, it, it's either very difficult or almost almost impossible to kind of really make any progress. So for me, being around people that are just ahead of me, um, and, you know, we, we also visit the sites of... Uh, an individual that has a very extensive portfolio and was constructing a new bill of property oh, wow. um, to rent out. So it was like, I could then see my end goal, like long term down the line. After, after 10 properties plus, yeah. I want to build a house. You know, it's like that kind of long term mm-hmm. levels. Uh, it just helps you to project, helps you to, to really kind of set goals, um, measurable goals that is, and then work towards attaining them. And also, just really helpful to have someone that you can ask questions without them accepting anything in return, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
reasonably understanding that at this stage, if someone is so at the moment, I am offering advice to anyone really that they want to inbox me or jump on a call and ask mm-hmm. questions about how to start out because whilst I'm at the start of my journey, I'm a little bit ahead of those people who are just thinking about starting out. So yeah. I can I can pay that forward to them and say, hey, yeah, come let's let's talk because the, the reality is that they don't have anything right now to, to give or to, to pay. You know, they're, they're not generating any cash flow. So the least I can do um, at this stage, at least, is is give them some knowledge, and that that's really helpful. And the feedback from people that I've been helping has been great. Of them just saying, listen, Ram, I'm sorry if I'm bothering, bothering you at all, but just to have you there to text you or to call you or ask you a question. It's really affirming me and my goals and it's helping me to accomplish things. Um, so, yeah, I think ultimately you can't be what you can't see. So when you have people around you at different stages that can advise you and you can see what they're doing, it really helps you to, to form and shape your own, you know, your own path and your own journey. I mean, I don't know what it was like for you, like kind of coming up. Yeah, I mean, I'll get, I'll, you. <laughs> so, so, I'll, so first and foremost, um, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give a, a shout out to, um, uh, I got a cousin, uh, Frank, Frank Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. he was he was probably uh, probably about five to seven years older than me. And mm-hmm. um, when I first got into property, I knew I wanted to buy a house, but um, and I knew I wanted to buy properties. But my whole thing was, uh, when I first uh, came out of university, I didn't want to work for anybody, and I never have actually since since graduating. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, the the situation was. I want to generate money in some form of fashion. So I actually, I actually ended up opening a bar and me and somebody that I oh. knew. Yeah. We opened a bar on, um, in, in, in Dalston in London. Um, oh, oh yeah. I know Dalston. Yeah. So it was, it, it was a place called, um, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a place on a road called the Allsman, um road is on a corner and the place was called FK, FK bar. Um, wow. we did that. Um, and, um, we ran that for, 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 for a bit. We had so many issues with noise pollution orders and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, we ended up yeah. we ended up winding it up. Now my intention at that time was to make money out of that business and then go into and then go into property. That was the intention. Okay. Now I didn't yeah. I ended up I ended up not making the sort of money that I really wanted to make in in, in, mm-hmm. in the bar trade. Um, so I ended up I ended up having to at the time um, I had to go and I, had to, I basically had to um, contract outside of London, which. To a degree, now looking at it, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually thankful that that business didn't happen yeah. the way it happened, um, because it, it it gave me a different sort of hunger, and it sort yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. sort it sort of put me in that situation where I realised that I have nowhere else to run to. Um, right. So uh-huh. whatever I'm going to do yeah. next, it, it it really has to work. So um, mm-hmm. around the same time too, so contracting, making quite a bit of money out of contracting, um, and at the same time. Um, Big big cousin Frankie, he was he was he was making moves in the property game. He was always mm-hmm. banging on about it. Look, you need to you need to get yourself on property. There's money to be made here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is how I did it. Um, there were still pretty pretty good deals that were that that were right. going around. And to be honest, I'm the sort of person I you can tell me something, but I really need to process it myself and make sure I've got the understanding around mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he had yeah. a, he had a view as how the strategy should work. I had a slightly different view but along the same lines mm-hmm. too i ended up jumping into it and from there i never i never i never look i never look back nice. um i've just nice. con- i've just Brilliant. continued to acquire stuff not just in the not just in the uk mm-hmm. but also out in ghana i spent some time oh, in ghana mm-hmm. bought some land built some houses um Brilliant. so it's, it's it's a case where um for me um i mean of course i've i've i've, I've read the books i understand i understand mm-hmm. the, the the impact of land you're not you're not they're, they're, no one's creating any more land you know, yeah. and so mm-hmm. um, I mean, I mean, I, I always knew that I wanted to go into development at, at some point mm-hmm. in time, and I think, as at this point, I'm pretty much knocking knocking on the door of it in the sense of um, I'd already I've already done refurbishments, I've done the buy to let thing, I've done the you know rent thing, so sure. it's it's about trying to push it to the next next step for yeah. me. Um, and, it, yeah, yeah, and, and and the truth is, is that once I do that. Um, I'm definitely going to go. To, I'm definitely going to go the development route. I mean, like large scale development, mm. but it's just a matter mm-hmm. of time. I mean, sure. Uh, uh, I mean, as 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 we were as we were stating, sometimes, I mean, I say, oh, I should do it all by myself, but I think that mm-hmm. for me to get to where I really need to get to, I need. I'm, I'm going to need to work with people. I'm, I'm going to need investors. I'm going to need people who have 
an interest yeah. um, in what I'm doing as much as I have, have an interest in it. And that's really important sure. for me. Mm-hmm. So hence the reason why I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to push that collectively um, working yeah. together thing. Sure. Um, and yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so, so that's, a, so that's the situation uh, for mm-hmm. me. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what my, that's what my journey has been. So, so let, so let, so let me ask you this question. So uh, as far as you're concerned, Mm-hmm. What, what is your future? I mean, I, I know you want to. I know you want to buy more houses, but let's mm-hmm. just say, let's just say, fifteen years down the line from now, what would you see as your, what would you see as your strategy as being, or where do you want to see yourself going? Yeah, brilliant. Fifteen years from now, yeah. I, I want to be where what you're describing there. So I want mm-hmm. to be a part of an initiating large scale development. Mm-hmm. So my, my ultimate vision and dream is functional luxury you know so i'm really into the tiny house movement i'm really into space saving furniture that doesn't compromise on the actual living experience you know you're mm-hmm. still able and, and that's simply because like you said we are running out of um you know land in that sense land's not being created we're not adding to this island yeah. um people are building up more than they are necessarily building out per se yeah. um but we don't want to have to then compromise on, on space or functionality of, a, of an apartment, let's say, um, in doing so. So 15 years from now, I want to be building apartment blocks or building um, different development sites where we yeah. are providing that, that kind of co-living experience to people yeah. where you can be in, in a, a, let's say, a, a 40 square foot or square meter, sorry, apartment and you've got, let's say, three or four rooms in one, you know, because well, yeah. the furniture is, is so smart. And uh, but at the same time, you don't feel cramped, you know. So yeah. these, kind, these kind of movements are really big in kind of Scandinavian countries, yeah. uh, big in Japan and, and Asia. And it's a whole re- kind of a re-education of, of how we live and, and how much stuff we have. Absolutely. As well. So we, we consume so much and we hoard effectively so much yeah. that um, we're not actually getting the most out of the spaces that we own and live in, you know? Absolutely. But um, yeah, so, so I think like to answer your question, 15 years from now, I, I will be building um, buildings that serve that purpose and, and people can live nicely and they can also live functionally. Um, and and, I, and I'm a bit of a romantic when it comes to minimalism too, but I appreciate that's not necessarily for everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's it's for someone, you know. Um, and yeah, I think ultimately that's where my heart is at. So what I want to do in that time is essentially the foundation which will catapult me into that. You know, having my vanilla bitolets and my HMOs and the you know a few I don't know service accommodations for extra yeah. cash flow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to get me to the stage where I can go to a high net worth individual or go to someone who has great experience in developing and say, Hey, can we team up? You know, like, exactly. like let's, let's, let's do something. Let's, let's build together. Like, like this is a vision. Like, do you see it too? And when we come across that person, I just know it's going to be fireworks. Yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. For sure. For sure. But it's, it's something that's really impacted me as well is just the way I speak and, uh, I'm I'm very conscious of making sure that I'm I'm a, uh, a contrite and humble individual with people, yeah. but I'm, I'm I'm so much more decisive now. Though I'm so much more certain yeah. of what I want to do now. Yeah. Um, and I know that for some people they may interpret that, or they they don't want to come across as arrogant or cocky, like they know everything. But I'm just saying I know what I want, and this is what I'm going to do to get it. You know, and yeah. I think that having that mentality is key because. It, it, it forces you to be creative. Yeah. It forces you to, to be hungry. Um, just taking all other alternatives and simply saying, look, this is, this is, this is what I'm about and I'm going to go for it. You know? Absolutely. No, excellent. Sure. No, excellent. That's, yeah. that's definitely, that's definitely a mindset, um, to mm. go with. Um, mm. I mean, you, you've got to be, you've got, you've got to be, uh, determined and, you know, focused in what your purpose is um, mm. in life, sure. especially in the case of, uh, in things like property that, um, mm. you know, you don't want to go down a path that um, you later find out is not really what you want to be, what you want, sure. what, what, sure. what you want to be doing. So it's great. I mean, yeah. it's, great, it's great that you're thinking, you're thinking in that way. So, so yeah. I've, I've got, I've got an, 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 another question. So, um, mm. I mean, 
I've had I've had conversations with you before, and I know mm-hmm. I know that you're, as like I said, you're you're very much um, driven not just financially, but also in wanting to give mm-hmm. something back to the communities mm-hmm. in, in which yeah. in which you operate in. Um, is there any sure. is there is there any sort of um, any sort of um, activities that you do in 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 in, um, in the community by way of I don't know if anything with young people or is there anything mm. that you would you would say to young people that, that that are actually trying to get into the property game at this particular yeah. point in time? Yeah, for sure. So I think at the moment that the closest I am to younger people or people younger than me, essentially, um, that I can influence are the people that I work with. Uh, in the schools that I'm, I'm working and operating in, um, but but my my dream is to see an initiative which is backed by the local, uh, you know, Nottingham City Council, mm-hmm. um, where they are providing workshops and, and courses, or they are enabling us to do that to go into schools mm-hmm. um, and give financial education in the form of the monopolies, you know, in the form of the real tangible ways of understanding mm-hmm. and learning concepts, you know. Um, because it, on paper, like let's let's be honest, on paper investing is is really simple. The core principles of yeah. putting money in, uh, that you know, as low risk as possible for a quick return and maximizing that return. Mm-hmm. Like anyone that, that can grasp that concept should see why investing is attractive over stashing your money in a bank, you know, and hoping for it to to, to rise on on one percent interest each year. <laughs> you know, if you're lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but but it, that's where it starts, isn't it? It starts at the grassroots. So yeah, I think ultimately that's that's where my passion is. So that is, um, like, as it were, that the prototype of that that initiative is going to be starting in September, where in the school that I work in, I'm going to be delivering enterprise sessions mm-hmm. and lessons to students from year seven right through to year ten, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and that teaching them the basic principles of money, the basic principles of saving, the basic principles of things like inflation. So the, 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 you know, the, the, the machine of the economy, um, teaching them about investing, um, different asset classes and, and what a liability, you know, like really just yeah. building a foundation for them in, in financial education. Because if I knew those things when I was in school at year seven through year 11, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm pretty sure I would be an absolute powerhouse by yeah. now. <laughs> you know, because it's priceless, isn't it? Just to know those things, which I don't know if you did know, but I certainly didn't know those things at, at that age. Yeah. So um, my my dream is that this kind of course that I'm going to be running from September in, in my school can then be scaled up and duplicated for other schools uh, in the form of a workshop which can fill the space of a series of, of assemblies, you know, or eventually the development of some kind of game or, or kind of course books that, that can be, you know, sold to schools, which then can be readily available to students, you know, anything that way that where it can be free for students to access that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see it. I, I might be a bit pessimistic. I can't see it ever becoming part of national curriculum <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people just, complain that it's already taught in business studies, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, or economics, you know, but I didn't do business studies, I didn't do economics, but a lot of people, friends that I do have that did, often complain that they, they didn't even really learn half the things that they, they would need to become a competent um, investor. I, 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 I might be wrong saying I don't know, mm-hmm. just kind of based on what they said. Um but yeah, to answer your question, Kev, ultimately, yeah, I do want to give back to the community. And I find now it just comes into every conversation. So being a singer and releasing, I just released a song uh, yesterday, actually, um, oh. called, called Rebel Music on my Ram One music page on Instagram and, and YouTube. And even in that, whilst I'm releasing that, the dialogue that's going on around that about the social injustices that, that we face is also about how we can uplift ourselves out of this situation Absolutely. through the building of wealth, through the building of, of cultural cohesion amongst ourselves to, you know, things like the Black Town Initiative, like to, to raise our our economy as a people. So it's, I'm finding it's literally permeating all aspects of my life now. It, it it can't not come up <laughs> in, in conversations, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Cool, cool. So look, I think I think yeah. um, I've got all the questions that I needed from you, uh, pretty much. Um, I don't know if you want to give a. I know you 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 got you've got your company Yard Capital. Would you like to tell sure. the audience as to uh, what what it is that you're doing? Yeah, awesome. Well, first and foremost, so thank you for for having me, you know, on on the show, and and I've been really you know grateful to kind of get into your network and mm-hmm. by the by the block UK and mm-hmm. and just see the wealth of people that there are within our community that are straight up able, you know, and willing to connect, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this time. Um, people can get in touch with me um, via Yard Capital, yeah. um, at Yard Capital on Instagram, also on Facebook. Um, you can also get me on yardcapital at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, like to follow the, the journey, you know, of offering on houses and getting offers accepted and, the eventual refurbishment of these deals, you can follow all of our movements on Instagram. We will eventually be moving to, to, to YouTube to, to kind of document all of this cool. as well. But for now, we are, we're wrecking it on, on Insta. So, um, yeah. Excellent. Hopefully, we, we, we can connect and we can make it happen together. You know? Absolutely. We, we all need a yard. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah i mean absolutely uh ramon it's been it's been excellent um having you on the on the show and it's great to hear uh people's stories um as ramon knows and as i try to tell people we're all about building a community and creating an environment that everyone can learn off uh people's journeys in properties and people's stories so if you're looking to follow us we're on instagram at by the block uk um, we've also got a private um, whatsapp group where you can join and um and we can add you on and we can have a conversation so yeah you can always hit, hit me up hit me up on instagram and you can be added but it's always uh, great to network and connect with people uh um, yes yeah, so I, I thank you for coming on to the show and um, i'm sure we'll we'll meet again uh, yeah no doubt thanks uh, again Kev. Cheers, no man. problem at all